0: leadership which also is characterized by so many beliefs that are being disrupted today like a leader needs to be a man a leader needs to to be white for example or a leader needs to be an old person who has a lot of experience in life all of these elements i think are very outdated and the, the good thing happening today is that they are being disrupted
1: hey everyone and welcome back to the what the passion podcast if you're listening to this podcast right now, it means that you're excited and learning and creating real change. When we started off, our mission was to bring passion back into people's hearts and tell the stories that should be heard. Our commitment to you is to help
2: you find what you're really passionate about, so you can live a happier and more fulfilled life and love 100% of your true potential. With this being said, guys, let the story begin. And we're back at it again, dear What The Passion family. Today, with a brand new interview right for you. Don't forget, this is the What The Passion podcast. It is Leadership March, and we are always striving to bring more interesting and inspiring topics, stories, and people in front of the microphone so we continue to grow and thrive as a community. Today, we really have the pleasure to be sharing our time with Nassim Medjahed, the the president of the French Isaac organization who in no let's go again let's go again i was a little bit off track there with what i wrote three two one and we are back again dear what the passion family today with a brand new interview right for you don't forget it is leadership march and you know as the what the passion podcast we always strive to bring the best and most interesting topics to you stories people and themes so you and we can continue growing together as a community. Today, we have the pleasure to be sharing our time with Nassim Mejahed, the president of the ISEC organization in France, one of the largest student network associations in the entire world for leadership and personal development. For all of you guys, for all of you guys that don't really know what ISEC is or who ISEC is... ISEC is a global, non-political, non-profit youth organization which was founded back in the 1948 times by a group of young European students from all over Europe, Belgium, Denmark, Finland, France, Netherlands, Norway and Sweden. The organization itself has over 75,000 members worldwide and is represented in over 120 countries and actually what I didn't know it brought forth a lot of very famous alumni, such as Bill Clinton, the ex-German Chancellor Helmut Kohl, mm. but as well people such as Robert Kennedy. So actually having an organization, a youth organization made up by students for students that are actually able to tackle world problems on an international scale, I find super inspiring and super interesting. So this is why I'm really, really happy and really honored to have you with us today, Nassim. How are you doing, my friend?
0: Thanks for having me. I'm doing great. What about you? Oh, we're we're doing phenomenal. I mean, we're
2: having, we're right in our month of leadership. I think that's one of our favorite topics actually so far, Mm -hmm. because there's so much to talk about. Um, There's so much to talk about like the topic of leadership in general is something that we should be focusing more and more on as a society, as you know, our generation is pretty much the stepping stones of the new tomorrows, like the new leaders of tomorrow. So I think this is why we're we're at a really, really good place. And I'm really happy to be talking to you because we had the pleasure two days ago, three days ago, already to, to ch- chat a little bit and connect. I know we got our, our connection through a common friend. And um, yeah, man, I, when I heard first about you the organization of Isaac, which to be very honest with you, I haven't heard about before. I think by, I heard about it from a friend two years ago, but it was not really on my radar. But now doing some research about it and finding out how big this organization actually is blew me away. So um, yeah, man, I'm really, really happy as well to be sharing today's podcast with Felix. How are you doing, my man? How is Better everybody doing? You?
1: I'm super, super, super <laughs> awesome. It's, uh, it's a great day. It's a beautiful week and we have a beautiful uh, episode coming up right now. And uh, I also have, yes. some, uh, I have, I have a big, big, big um, pack of questions. Um, <laughs> so let's get into it.
2: Let's get right into it. Nassim, tell us a little bit about you. Tell us a little bit about your background and how, or tell us a little bit about ISAC. What is it actually? Because I think a lot of people don't really know what it is. Students maybe do, but for everybody else, what is Isaac? And how did you get to know it?
0: So, uh, ISEC, um is, as you mentioned, the world's largest organization uh, that strives to develop leadership. Um, so, it's a platform for young people in order to develop themselves, to develop their leadership, but also to create opportunities for other uh, young people to develop their leadership as well. So it's actually how I get, I got to know the organization in a sense of, um, at the time when I was still in Algeria, I was a student of an engineering back then, and uh, I was in a startup, and then I was with a friend who uh, uh, I was working with in within this startup, and uh, when I knew at that time that Isaac was recruiting because he was still. Um, the local chapters there were super active, so Isaac was very well known in Algeria. And in that moment, mostly, <clears throat> I just asked my friend in the startup, like, why should I join Isaac? And he told me, "Hey, you're going to get to discover new skills within you." So my answer at that moment was, "How can I discover new skills that I don't know? Like, what does this even mean?" Mm. But after I I got to join the organization, I got so so active within it that uh, I actually now understand what exactly what he means because back then when I used to be an engineering student, um, the, I had this traditional way of seeing uh, my path in life which is getting the diploma and then working in this field and all of these aspects. But through the organization, I actually got to experiment many other elements that Uh, allowed me to express my creativity. So I do define myself as a creative person and I love every, any creative project, whether it is through entrepreneurship, whether it is through art, but this is actually the two elements that I define myself to the most and Mm -hmm. uh, that ISAC uh, as an organization allowed me to explore.
2: Beautiful very very beautiful i think we have a i think we have all a very similar past just having different connection points that brought us to the point because i consider myself as well a very creative person but for me it wasn't any student association or within the framework of my studies that i got to uncover who i truly am and what i truly want in my life my path but it was actually life and other social groups that formed through the people that i was spending time with so i had my mini isaac around me but i found really astonishing is that um, if we're talking now about because I did some research, like I said, about uh, your organization and ISAC is really the largest student association worldwide that is literally the leaders of tomorrow, They're promoting integrity, leadership and core values for forming a better tomorrow. And when I heard this and when I read this, I was thinking for myself, wow, if I would have continued university the normal way that everyone else probably would have done it, I would have probably been part of it as well, because I love this idea of helping people and training people actually towards becoming a leader. I mean, Felix and myself, we talked about it um, in the last couple of episodes that becoming a leader is essential, becoming a leader of yourself. And I think what you learned the most, the first skill that you learned is how to start leading yourself and really going with your intuition and what your mind and your heart, both at the same time want. That's beautiful. That's really, really beautiful. So what, what are the core values of Isaac? Like what does it stand for? What does it do as an organization?
0: So um, mostly everything that we do as an organization is aligned with the why and the vision of ISEC, which is about peace and fulfillment of humankind's potential. So this is mostly uh, the the why, the core, and we actually define every every activity through the golden circles. Uh, So we did define uh, how the organization functions according to this golden circle so the why of the organization is about peace and fulfillment of human kind's potential. And then the how and the way that we do it is that we are placing confidence in youth in order to develop their leadership so that they can actually tackle the world issues so that they can actually ensure that they're leading themselves, as you mentioned, because that, that is the core of any change. In order for you to create any change externally, you need to first change and to shape the world the way that to shape yourself the way that you want to shape the world. So that's why we're actually focusing in developing your y- leadership in young people.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and the what that we do mostly is through, uh, developing, um, leadership through practical experiences in challenging environments. So, mm. because when you are going to provide this kind of environments that are going to be, um, hard, they're also going to be an opportunity to develop and to grow for young young people. So whether it is through membership experiences or through ISEC programs, this is always the core of what we strive to do. And we also have the core values of the uh, organization, which are mostly about demonstrating integrity and then striving for excellence. Um, acting sustainably. So we have six core values within ISAC that we try to reflect in any activity and any action that we do within the organization.
1: This is such a big, big picture. It's such a big vision. And there's so many great words. um, So many, uh, I don't know, so much to, to talk about. And the vision is so big. You are, Tim said, you're the president of of, of the Friends organization in ISAC. Does everybody have such a clear picture on what ISAC has as a vision? Or is it just you? Or like, I can't imagine that, like, because me imagining myself being now 21, 22, studying wherever in the world I am, being part of this uh, organization, I would be proud of it, but I don't know if I would know what I'm about to really change in this world by being part of it. Is it just you or does everybody has, has these, this whole big picture in his head from the start on and how did you discover it yourself?
0: So we are very aligned when it comes to the why of the organization. So actually culture represents a core element within ISAC and i um, this is what we call within the uh, within our organization as the ISEC way which is the ISEC way of doing things mostly that we are aligning all of these what how and why um that's the ISEC way aligning everything towards it what
1: how and why approaching things like this is the ISEC way exactly okay beautiful okay so so in the end not everybody starting has such a picture and such a clear vision on what you try to accomplish in the world with Isaac it's you and it's the other guys who are leading uh, the organization and but you you also started like how long are you a part of the organization now
0: so this is my fourth year in the organization
1: how, how did you start it like how did you how did you discover Isaac for yourself and what was your academic career until the point in your life
0: So uh, I started um, in Algeria first with Isaac in Algeria. So as I mentioned before, in that moment, when I first joined, I actually just Googled the organization and I I saw that it was the biggest uh, youth around organization in the world, that it was working uh, to develop leadership. And I felt super connected about the why of the organization. But then my main worry at that time was that I wouldn't be able to uh give time for it because i was already as i mentioned in a startup i had my studies so i was concerned about all of these elements but then i just choose to go for it and first i was a member in the uh, human resources department of the local chapter of isaq in oran in Algeria. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so in that moment i was mostly doing uh, stuff like internal communication and create uh, people analytics in order to improve the membership experience within the local chapter
3: Beautiful. so
0: when i actually joined i felt um in one side that uh, my engineering studies i was doing civil engineering were not that fulfilling for me and on another side there was this platform where i could just experiment like i actually had the freedom in order to just put my creativity to send newsletters in the way that I would wanted to create them and uh, so many other elements where I felt uh, fulfilled in the, in this part. So I do bl- connect with this part of the why of the organization of fulfillment of human potential, but mm-hmm. I did feel fulfilled through this platform of having the freedom to fail and also the freedom to express yourself so that you can improve and grow. Beautiful. Uh, so this was mm-hmm. the first phase. Beautiful. And then um, when I did join ISEC in France, I actually experienced many others because uh, I knew that I was coming to France in order in order to continue my studies, mm-hmm. and I felt that Isaac in France would actually support me to adapt quickly, as I didn't have uh, many friends arriving here and I didn't know a lot of people, so mm-hmm. it did seem like an ideal occasion to also support me in this uh, aspect. Yeah, and it did. It I did. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So I lived another aspect when I joined ISAC in France, which is living diversity, within, uh, which is a value of ISAC. Because when I joined ISAC in France, there were between 30 to 40 nationalities within, the, within the just ISAC in France. Wow. Which is something that I did not know when I was in uh, Algeria, to be in touch with so much nationalities at the same time.
2: Oh yes, I mean, growing up in Luxembourg, because I'm I'm from Luxembourg myself, but I grew up like I grew up in Luxembourg, but I live in Germany. And Luxembourg, I kind of was very happy that I was growing up with an international community, because in Luxembourg, I think you have one of the most, after Hong Kong, the most international mm-hmm. university ever. You have a hundred and ten nationalities represented there. You know, it's insane. So I think this national, this this diversity, cultural diversity, is super important for one's development as well, because you're probably going to talk about that later, but like having, understanding that we're all coming from different lanes, but going towards the, the same direction, you know, which is very beautiful. So please continue.
0: <laughs> yeah. So that's also very nice to hear about this aspect, because I feel like uh, there is one part um, for Isaac that's uh, mostly that says when it comes to living diversity, which is about cultural understanding, but as well getting to discover the world and um, through this element of when you are able to see the world, you can actually understand it. And the moment mm-hmm. that you are able to understand it, you can be able to shape it or the way that you want to uh, see how, mm-hmm. how it can evolve in the future. So um, it's, it's also one of the core elements of the leadership development model of ISEC which is developing the quality of being a world citizen within young people mm-hmm. as a core element to develop their leadership. So, um, so getting back to my story, so uh, this is an element that I felt when I came to Isaac in France, but as well, um, just being able again to experiment every time, um, new things and to uh, express myself was uh, another part that allowed me to stay in the organization and to feel like I was contributing. Mm -hmm. And uh, I also got, in that moment, the opportunity to be part of the conferences of iSEC in France. So in the organizing committee, we were able to develop a lot, our project management skills, our uh, so many elements at the same time that are practical and that allowed me to uh, learn new skills. Mm -hmm. And it is in that that moment where um, I was kind of failing a lot in my studies, where I didn't find the internship that I needed. I didn't have good marks when it comes to uh, all the tests that I had. And I came up at a moment where I don't know what is going to be next, because I feel like I'm not connected to my studies. Mm. So I had the choice between either boosting my studies and finding out how I can make sure to fix it and Mm -hmm. go to the national committee of ISAC in France and have a gap year in order to work there full time. And because of the part of all that the organization gave me, I choose the second option in order to actually um, experience this two handed part of uh, contribution, but also um, personal fulfillment.
1: Pew. So, where did you go? <laughs>
0: so, yes. So, I went to the National Committee of Isaac in France where no, I no, was. No, no, I mean,
1: <laughs> no. I no, mean, no. Uh, you, you said that you, you, there were like two options um, busting your studies and going in it and finding out like how you get to make it work, or take a gap year and find out and get baby back connected to your studies. This is what you said, right? And you said you took, took the second option. So for that gap year, um, what did you do? Yeah. Well, are you so still I in t- this or are you still in your gap year right now?
0: So I Can took first my gap year in order to be the financier in, in ISAC in France. Um, and then after that, I had the opportunity of either applying to masters or to resume my studies again or to apply in order to become the president of ISIC in France. Uh, so it's the second option again that I took uh, <laughs> because I just felt that it made more sense for my journey. And mm-hmm. yeah,
1: I have a quick side question before you continue in our general course. Um, we talked about this actually yesterday, the episode is going to come out um, Yeah, with Emmanuel. Uh, which is going to come out, mm-hmm. which came out last Wednesday. and <laughs> We have to think forward. Yeah, we have to think forward. And uh, we were talking about if you can be born as a leader. Tim asked me that. I asked this, Tim. And, oh no, it wasn't the episode before. You've oh. already heard it. Both. Yeah. In both. Okay. Um, do you feel that because you you took the chance, you took the opportunity to get to become the leader of the organization in France, Let's also talk about what that means, what responsibilities come with that. Uh, But my question is, have you always been a leader? Like in your friends group, in your political, I don't know, in your city where you grew up? Have you been a person of influence, a leader? Or was it something you had to grow into?
2: Because we talked about the group mentality or the group phenomenon two episodes ago where we broke down. You always have certain characteristics or certain personalities within one group um, creation. So you always have the uh, the analyst, the person that always analyzes everything beforehand. You have the person that is usually laid back a little bit, not, doesn't do a lot. You have the, the fun guy, pointed leader and you have the fun guy and you have the real leader. What kind of personality type were you um, throughout your life? And yeah. did that maybe influence your decision-taking?
0: I would say that I was the analyst and mm-hmm. This is still something that I'm doubting because I'm not seeing exactly the reference. So if I check it again, uh, I can see exactly, but I think I was the analyst, but something that I am sure about is that, no, I, I think I was not a leader. And I think that still today there is always a thin line between, uh, being a leader and not being a leader, because when you mention it in the bigger picture aspect, it's a huge thing that, Mm -hmm. um, character that when you reflect it on another person it uh, you can seem to put it as a characteristic for the person of not or not Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. I also do believe that it's just about whether you are leading yourself every day Mm -hmm. or not leading yourself so I cannot uh, say something that is very general but I do know for myself that if i taking care of myself, having the necessary routines, the self-care, the self-leading aspects, uh, I do feel that I am Mm self-leading. And the moment that I am self-leading, I I can actually also lead other people because I can um, role model in this aspect. But the moment that I do feel empty within myself, you cannot pour from an empty cup. So If you do feel empty yourself, there is no way that you can pour into others, whether it is in leadership, whether it is from all the characteristics that define leadership itself, Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. compassion, like um, self-awareness and all of these elements. So
1: have you had that or not? Sorry? So did you have those um, attributes or not growing up?
0: No, No, definitely not.
2: Yeah. So they, they were self-taught. They were self-taught throughout your development as a person. Interesting. Exactly. Um, what, what do you think makes the difference? Because nowadays, I think the word leader has such a specific meaning. Uh, from the old word going over to the new world, leaders were back in the days, people who um, were appointed a certain status in a company, a certain position. And nowadays, the people appoint the leaders. So where do you think the big shift happens? Or where do you, what do you think... Makes the difference between one and the other, the appointed leader and the people's leader. Where do you think the difference is between those two?
0: You know, I do believe that in the element of. Um, sorry, can you clarify for the first, for the people's leader?
2: Nope, no problem. So in a, in a certain way, we have the typical scenario within a company or within an organization, you have the appointed CEO, boss, the, the person that people look up to because of his status. And then you have within that group, maybe someone that has certain opinions, certain, um, certain empathy, compassion f- towards the entire goal of the company. And this person actually um, is much more likely to lead people than the appointed leader. Where do you think there is the difference and what do you, as Isaac, promote in people?
0: Got it. Um, So I really think that it's not really a choice of two. There is just one option because Mm -hmm. in the first part of appointed leader, there is this this part of traditional leadership and the way we go through tradition traditional leadership which also mm-hmm. is characterized by um so many um beliefs that are being disrupted today like a leader needs to be a man a leader needs to to be white for example or a leader needs to be an old person who has a lot of experience in life all of mm-hmm. these elements mm-hmm. um I think are very outdated and the, the good thing happening today is that they are being disrupted
3: mm-hmm.
0: and that in reality, there is only one choice, which is the other part of the people's leader and uh, the person who is actually understanding that in order for you to demonstrate leadership within you, you also need to lead to have a certain self-awareness, to have a certain um value that you can provide to others because the best way to lead and the only way to lead, I believe, is through being a servant leadership and understanding that um, a leader doesn't have more rights than another person. A leader is a person who has enough resilience and enough courage Mm -hmm. in order for them to take all the responsibility and to give away all the price, which is not always something that we were striving to set within mm-hmm. the hierarchical hierarchical and clas- classical way of leadership in society
2: what would be some examples or some idols that you like to follow when it comes to this philosophy what are some i
0: definitely you? go with uh, Jacinda Ardern okay the president of New Zealand because um, she is a very good example of how you can lead and demonstrate compassion and demonstrate vision in a and- sense that she drives a whole country and the nation through the vision that she has for that nation. Mm-hmm. But understanding as well that it's not something that she can do while neglecting her human side. Exactly. And if you, if you just see the way that she behaves in public, that she's not trying to be that, let's say, outstanding person that... Mm-hmm is apart from society, but rather just one element, a normal person who can demonstrate uh, compassion, who can actually uh, show a certain level of humanity, of humility and a need for a team that can work with her in order to, to achieve this vision
2: and she i would ha- i have to say interesting that you brought her up because i've read so much over the last year about her how of an incredible person she is and how she really proved her skills of leadership and of leading the country through the pandemic through the lockdown she did such a great job and i think um i think i read a statistic a couple of months back that a lot of countries most of the countries i think there are they talked about eight different countries where women were in leadership those countries were much much better off or they found their way much much easier throughout the the pandemic situation you know i think so there is a big point in um you know who you appoint as your leading figure for your country and what that person represents as well very beautiful for me mahatma gandhi was always a very big you know representation of those values for me felix who who were some who were some who was like one of your um idols what would you say
1: idols when it comes to leadership um yes you mean from the past or from the present
2: present past
1: present past um so i look up to john c maxwell and Mm -hmm. darren hardy when it comes to leadership and um from from the leadership aspect in general let me think Who's the leader that I admire? Me in ten years. <laughs> ah.
2: We've, we we talk, we talked about that yesterday as well. Who who was, who was the number one leader that you would like to follow? The question should always be myself. <laughs> we, we had that yesterday. Yeah, we had that yesterday in, Can't our, say in it. our podcast as well. Can't say it, but I think, I think with the president of New Zealand and Mahatma Gandhi, we already have like a very very good uh, good point on that. So, what do you think? apart from, you know, being a big international community, ISAC, for students um, receiving trainings on, you know, the core values of the association. um, What do you think, how does ISAC tackle world problems in a practical sense? How does it support the sustainability it wants to present and how, how does it really make a change in the world?
0: So um, the main elements that we strive to uh, make a change through is mostly um, when we develop leadership in, in, young, in youth, they actually have better capa- capacity in order for them to uh, rise up to the world issues. We have, for example, um, a, a program within ISEC that is called the Youth Speak Forum and the Youth Speak Initiative in general. So the you speak. there is ju- both the you speak survey that strives to gather insights from uh, young people in the world. So we actually have the latest report, which was uh, released in 2020. And it wa- there were around 50,000 answers from around the world, if I'm not, if I remember correctly. And um, all of these insights are mostly both about what are the aspirations of young people Um, when it comes to the future of work, when it comes to uh, the current state in the world, when it comes to their um, trust within the current leadership uh, Mm -hmm. in the world. So all of these elements are mostly in order to understand um, what is the current state of youth and how do youth perceive the world in order for us to understand better how we can shape our activities towards these core issues. Mm -hmm. So this is in one side, um placing Isaac as um d- at a pole position when it comes to understanding Generation Z mm-hmm. and is a core element for us in order to develop leadership in generation Z. Mm-hmm. And when we are actually able to develop leadership within you youth, U- so they will be in pole position uh for them to um put their needs, to put their voice within how society is shaped. Uh, This is an element, but also when a a person goes through the ISEC journey in order to develop their leadership, they will be later uh, in a better capacity to impact the world, whether they're in ISEC or actually an alumni from Mm ISEC. What is it? An alumni of ISAC, there is actually 1 million alumni throughout the 72 years of existence of the organization and um, is a person who is part of the alumni of organization of ISAC mm-hmm. and as well uh, so developing like certain
1: people who, who, who've been part of the organization throughout their studying journey and then made it to being in the, I don't know, working in the field they want to and still being connected.
0: are there
1: like alumni um, meetups alumni meetups like do they do they do like do network events so people meet each other again after years connect yes
0: exactly so there is actually an ISAC alumni organization as well Mm -hmm. Uh, so the moment you are completing your ISAC journey you have the occasion to join the ISAC alumni organization in order for you to still be connected with uh your old ISAC friends, but also uh, ISACers from all over the world who had yeah. the same experience as you, and to continue creating initiatives together, and uh, in general, just being in this big network of mm-hmm. uh, people who are striving to develop leadership and to have an impact. Beautiful.
3: Okay,
1: but when you're like when you, when I'm a part of the of the of the uh, of the movement, when I'm part of the organization, um what are like things that you do? Like how, like you, like you're studying and um, let's say you are a part of it, not, not the president. You're uh, an organization member. Um, what do you do? Is there like weekly meetups where you, and, and how do you, how do you train? How do you uh, go into this leadership aspect with the people? Like are there like extra courses or do you have like web courses? I don't know. Like I, I don't have no idea how these organizations work. I just know from these U.S. American student organizations uh, where they drink a lot and party a lot and um, they have like these Greek um, alphabet names like Omega Organization in Massachusetts. Was it? Whatever. How is it when you're part of the Isaac organization and how do you train leadership?
0: So uh, when members are joining iSEC, like the first phase for them, is there is actually an induction for them to get to know iSEC. So the induction needs to be super empowering. And uh, this is the first touch point where they get to know the iSEC way. They get to know the activities of iSEC and how we are running our programs internally. Um, But as well, the values and then um, all the leadership development qualities uh, that they can develop through the, the experience. Uh, they're also allocated through the different department within their local chapters and uh, within the organization. So when they're allocated, let's say in marketing, they will be able to uh, put practical skills within marketing in order for them to learn practically how it is about, but also um, develop new skills, which is the most important part so once a member has joined the organization they will be going through uh, an education cycle where they will be um, provided with all the materials they need to uh, complete their uh, tasks in the department in an efficient way for example for example we were talking about marketing so it's mostly about um, how can you Develop new partnerships with universities. Um, how can you pitch ISAC to uh, the school executives? This kind of elements. So for this, for example, it requires from you sales tra- sales skills and sales training.
2: Okay, so, provides them provides like that training for that department for so the people who build their skills and they a special
1: training. So it's like
0: it's like when you're a
1: part of the organization, you can. Um, you can take extra trainings from, especially uh, educators in that specific area. Um, what else? What else is it? What else? Uh, like, what else is the difference between me having a normal student life to me being a student with Isaac?
0: I would um, go f- with the culture part of the organization because it's where you are connected Network. to. Uh, yeah exactly so special Where courses
1: and network this is pretty much what i get
0: it's a uh, special courses network and as well like the the whole leadership part of uh, goes in the intensive practical uh, trainings and practical things that you do in the organization so for example if you are part of an organization an organizing committee in a conference in isaac and you get to develop a conference uh for 100 to 200 people let's say i'm just relating to the context of isaac in france Mm -hmm. um through a very limited budget so you get to be super creative on how can you make sure that these people are sleeping during three days in a very uh comfortable place how can you make sure that all the sessions that is being delivered to them are uh fulfill are uh, meeting their expectations. So this can be some of the elements that goes in such an intense way that you're going to develop a lot of leadership skills. So when we talk about leadership, it's also about this part of soft skills and hard skills that um, allow you to explore how you can be more solution oriented, how you can have more self-awareness when you're communicating.
2: Pretty much being an all-rounder because all-rounders are like the ones that really know how to place themselves in any type of environment and always find their way to, to lead themselves and the people around. Super cool. I mean, honestly, like like I said, I think Felix and myself we would have been the per- the perfect participants for Isaac. Like, <laughs> if 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 we if we wouldn't have our um if we wouldn't have actually developed in the way that we developed because it's very interesting to look at it, Felix. If you think about now, looking at that, there exists an organization that has put everything under one roof that we have experienced through different people, different organizations, different parts. So many things came for us in our life to lead us to the point now where we as well, creating a platform where we want to share more with people and educate people on this topic in specific. So I think it's, it's super nice to have something like this in place. And one big part that I, that I like about, um, but but I think apart from the trainings and the coachings is definitely the network because I think that's I the would, biggest.
1: Yeah,
3: yeah. I, I
2: would say big. I would say but since like Harvard has is very known for its network, not really for the courses that they're giving there. I think Isaac has the benefit. You're connected to so many people around the entire world. It makes you open to the world. It makes you, you know, be able to enjoy different countries because you can always say, "Hey, I know someone there. I know someone there." I love yeah. it. This is why we we both like this is why I love network marketing because you could just connect with people all around the world, but. ISEC as an organization probably has that, too. Now, my question, because we all know that there's something specific happened around a year ago in the world, which now people call a world pandemic. How did how did this entire COVID limit you as an organization and what you're doing currently?
0: So it mostly when the pandemic started, um, For us as ISEC, as I mentioned before, our core is about leadership development. Mm -hmm. So one of the most important ways we have been doing it uh, since its existence and its creation uh, was through exchanges. Mm -hmm. So you go through to another country in order to uh, complete an exchange. So putting yourself in a practical uh, experience um, and uh, challenging environment So this is a core part of you getting to know a language, maybe that you don't know, getting to know a culture that you didn't experience before, Mm -hmm. uh, is a core element to develop the four leadership qualities uh, that we measure within Mm ISEC, which are about world citizenship, uh, solution-oriented, being self-aware and empowering other people. So um, when actually the pandemic started, this core element of exchanges was hit very hard because people, Mm -hmm. of course, were not able to travel. Of course. So in one side, there is this core aspect that questioned what we were doing before in the sense of, okay, we are a leadership organization, but now that we cannot do exchanges, this is a core element for us to develop leadership. How do we react to this? Mm -hmm. So of course, there was a lot of confusion uh, the moment that this happened and it was very hard to manage. There was a lot of uncertainty. There is a lot of uh, uh, <clears throat> risk management in the process, but there is also this other part. So it re- did reflect these two elements yeah. of, in one hand um, we questioned mostly why are we focusing just in one channel to develop leadership uh, apart from membership experience
3: Mm -hmm.
0: uh, of Isaac. And then in another part, there was this huge flexibility and agility of developing new ways and uh, shaping ourselves around the context so that when the pandemic is finishing, we can actually come up better from it and not be hit by a crisis. But also during the crisis, so that we're not waiting for a crisis to happen, but actually also having an impact today. How can we make sure that we stay relevant today and uh, for tomorrow while learning from what we have been doing very good in the last seventy-two years?
1: Mm. Would have been Beautiful. the ex- would the exchanges also been part of the the um, what I what I just asked you? You said trainings, the network, um, the exchanges is probably also a big deal in the in in the in the organization, right? For for people from I don't know from the U.S making an exchange to Paris and studying there or meeting the Isaac people there for a week. Uh, is this, is is this once, once the pandemic is once this whole situation is over, it's going to be a big thing again.
0: Yes. And no. So (laughs) after the pandemic, actually, um, there is a part where we are right now consolidating our systems so that when the pandemic is passing, we can do exchanges in a better way. Mm-hmm. But nice. there is also another part that, uh, the vision of the organization is to develop leadership. So it's not about exchanges, it's about first and beforehand leadership. So how can we make sure that we're mm-hmm. developing leadership under any aspect? So we do have today other programs apart from exchanges that develop leadership and we're again also adapting to the contest in our uh, context so that we can uh, propose other ways and ensure that ISEC is having an impact no matter what is the context-hmm
2: I mean if and if it goes in the framework of building leaders developing leadership and other really important um, skills or characteristics that people should develop throughout their life I mean, being in a digital age has its benefits and its downsides, obviously. I mean, if if you're a student and you're anyways bound to be spending five to six hours a day on your laptop, on Zoom, in classes or whatsoever, I bet at the end of the day you're pretty tired and you don't want to have an extra hour or two conference with another organization over Zoom. So I can imagine that for people that are confined at home, it's pretty tiring to have the digital aspect. On the other side, if I think about it, this is really a great opportunity. Since everyone's on the laptop, since everyone's going digital right now, it gives a much, much better opportunity to implement certain ways of educating, of teaching, such as auditive, such as visual, such as courses about leadership. Like I see Isaac personally, if I think about Isaac, I think of a school of leadership. And schools give courses. Schools give give you know video lectures. Give maybe talks from other big alumni coming together, and it's much easier to connect than bringing them physically somewhere. So I can imagine this same as this pandemic has brought for so many other people a time for retrospecting and having a better view on how do i things how do i do things if can i do them any in any way better can i how can i improve my efficiency how can i improve my effectiveness and i think this is really the time as well for isaac to establish this basis and see where can we improve once this whole thing ends because obviously the whole community parties and like everything that comes with this probably fun. Cause my, my, my girlfriend told me already some cool things about it. But on the other hand side, I'm thinking then, okay, the leaders of tomorrow, they got to go through a lot of responsibilities, a lot of, you know, steps to really encourage that. So, um, do you, do you think that there is, what do you think is the future of leadership? Now throwing it in the room, what do you think is the future of leadership and what do you think needs to be changing now looking at it at a global scale um, in the leadership that we currently have in this world, what do you think needs to change that once we get out of this pandemic, the world will work towards a more green and peaceful future? And I love this moment of silence.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, it's it's a big question, so it requires mm-hmm. uh, some uh, some thought for sure. 100%. But um, I really believe that it's more about um this aspect of understanding um that leadership is no longer this part of linking it automatically to power because i also love to say that when i am right now as president of ISEC in france i may be the person who has the most responsibilities within ISEC in france but mm-hmm. i'm the person who has the least power because it's not me when there is an exchange uh Happening. I'm not the person who is actually uh, being in touch with the participant coming up in order to do an exchange or sending the person abroad so that they can develop their leadership. Mm -hmm. I'm not the person who is in direct contact with the impact of iSEC, at least when it used to be uh, about exchanges or when today it's not just about exchanges, but still also about activities. Um, But what I mean here is mostly that... I would love to see a kind of leadership where um, it's completely disconnected from power in one side and another side where there is this human side of uh, leading through compassion and leading through um, self-care and caring for others. Mm -hmm. I would love also to see this part of uh, leadership, not just being about one person, but being about a team. So that actually, when you don't have the answer, you have the courage, whether you're a politician, whether you are the CEO of an organization, to say that, no, I don't have the answer about this this question.
3: Mm-hmm. So
0: it's not something that we're seeing enough that someone can tell you, no, I don't know, simply as as it is, and more about people telling how others should behave or how others should be. So just mm-hmm. this part of being more human, being more relying on your team rather than seeing yourself as um, the person carrying the power while actually driving a certain vision because it's only through you are only leading towards something you cannot lead towards nowhere so the leader needs to have the vision, they need to lead toward a certain place a better future but at the same time um, also accept that they're not the person who's doing it and They have a team, they have people who are actually choosing how this will be delivered.
2: Mm, Beautiful. And I think we should all definitely be working towards this. I 100% agree with you. I 100% agree with you. That's actually um, leadership is where it all starts and leadership is where it all will end because it will pretty much the, in, in German, we have a saying to separate the corn from the from the rest, right? So at a certain point at the end of times when it's all about unity and people have to unite to somehow make things move, I think it, there's a natural selection that will come into place that will make this change because people have the power, not one person leading the people. And this is where I 100% agree with you. Um, obviously, obviously talking to a student right now, talking to someone who, so talking to someone who has gained a lot of experience through this organizations and through his personal path. Um, I can imagine, as for many other people out there, books have played an integral part of your development. And books describe history formed in a certain way. What would you you say were some of the books that encouraged you the most to continue? Because I mean, probably in 10 years from now, our kids will talk about, yeah, what YouTube video inspired you the most, but I think we're still Mm -hmm. at a good time where we can say which books inspired you the most.
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so, yeah, that's good news that we can still talk about books. I hope that we'll be, still be relying on them.
2: Hopefully. hopefully. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
0: I would say, I think it's also linked to the leadership part. Uh, it's very simple, but I would go with uh, one of the most powerful books about communication, uh, which is nonviolent communication from Marshall Rosenberg.
3: Ooh, so, down? It's,
0: uh, for me, one of the most powerful books when it comes to how you can actually demonstrate empathy and uh, compassion when relating to yourself, when relating to others. Um, Another would be also linked to this part of uh, The Four Agreements from Don Miguel Ruiz.
2: Beautiful book.
0: So definitely. So I love to link both books because uh, Don Miguel Ruiz teaches how to how can you understand that everything you see is just a reality from your side that you were taught through your parents through society and that it's not necessarily the rational reality or the real reality.
3: Mm-hmm. And
0: then uh, Marshall Rosenberg through the, his nonviolent communication book uh, teaches as well how can you make sure that. When you're communicating, you're understanding first how you're feeling, how we, what are your needs, what are you observing, and then how can you make requests accordingly. Mm. That everything that you do is according to this framework. And the moment that I combined both, I did feel like um, my communication improved a lot because in one sense, I can reflect uh, in the part of, the world that i see is not the reality necessarily mm-hmm. and in another part how can i understand what is my reality what am i feeling what am what are my needs right now what are the other person's reality so that we can meet uh, a better middle point between each uh, meeting your needs but not in the expense of other people
2: beautiful i love how combining certain books creates this this alchemy like taking one book and another book it creates an, an entire mindset an entire ideology i love this creation um for me personally yeah. like just just because because while you were saying it first of all i need to definitely need to buy the book from rosenberg non communication i've never heard of it actually so i'm very very happy you shared it thank you um i would say for me it's now going into a similar direction i think the three books that I combine from my life to really representing who I am and my path is on one hand side um the alchemist Paulo Coelho beautiful story beautiful Amazing. bigger picture behind I think I've been reading this book non-stop um since 4 years now so I think I read it like 25 26 times over and over again to always grasp different knowledge because I think wasn't it Andrew Carnegie that said um, the power of a book is only revealed to the one that proceeds to read it at least six times. So yeah, this, this is usually where the power comes. Then I definitely have um, good leaders ask great questions from John C. Maxwell. It's about Mm -hmm. the power of quest, like the right asking the right questions. And then I would say from Robert green, the 48 irrefutable laws of power, because this is where you, this is, one book, Robert Greene is an incredible author that talks as well mm-hmm. about how power works. And the, the 48 Laws of Power is one of the most significant book I've ever read for understanding power. But it has its counterpart where you can either learn how to use power or how you can understand power when, peop- when power is being opposed on you. So those are like the three, the trinity that I always take into play when I go through stuff. Beautiful. I really, really nice. like that approach. Honestly, I I, let,
0: it's a book I definitely wanted to to read. So now you're giving me even more <laughs>
2: the, the will the 40, to do it. The Forty Eight Laws of Power. Exactly. Yeah. It's super interesting. It's one of my favorite books because of the simple reason he, the author Robert Greene, he wrote a lot of incredible bro- books, and um, he, in this book specifically, he works a lot with, with uh, Niccolo Machiavelli, with his teachings and his uh, The Prince. So principles that I can be that can be used that can be seen as like this little serpent, either very dangerous. But I used it in my professional development. I had at a certain point to step up a level and work with people that were at a higher um, on a higher level of authority than I was. And it's very easy to get under the veil of being imposed with power. So you're being controlled, but you don't really know, right? And this book teaches you how to understand and look through the facade of what's happening so i can highly recommend you to check it out really really beautiful book um yes i mean from my side i have asked all of the beautiful questions that i needed to ask and i'm really really happy that we're already now for nearly an hour again 55 55 minutes. minutes 55 minutes, we're in already, and we're having a lot, a lot of fun. I really, really hope that a lot of people from ISAC listening to this, a lot from our listeners, you know, maybe checking you out afterwards, I quickly want to take the time because maybe, Felix, if you have like another question from your side, um, before we get to that, I would like to ask you, Nassim, where can people connect with you? Where can people, first of all, connect with you, but where can they learn more about ISAC as well and how to maybe, if you're a student, because I guess you got to be between 18 and 30, right? And, exactly. you, and you have to be a student to be part of the organization? Not or?
0: necessarily. No. Not
2: necessarily. Okay, cool. Yep. So how can people find out more about Isaac, you, and maybe if you're in France, how to connect with you?
0: Oh, So if you're in France, I would love to get a coffee. Just uh, reach out to me on Instagram or in LinkedIn as well. So um, my Instagram is E D G E. So as simple as that. Uh, I, I'm no. I mean, it's not that simple. Uh, my <laughs> second name is uh, quite complicated, but I know. <laughs> and for within LinkedIn, it's also just my name, Nasim Mejad. So you can reach out, reach out to me there. And for ISEC, uh so you can get to know everything about iSEC through our website, iSEC.org. So there, if you're looking to join as a member, we're actually in the recruitment phase right now. So if you're in France and you're looking to join, then uh, you can just check up there. Uh, In the website, you will be able to find the form. But as well, if you're looking to the programs of iSEC, it's in the same place. You can find everything in our website.
2: Beautiful. Felix, I'm done with my part right now. I don't know about you, if you have some specific questions that you still want to appoint.
1: I think we we should just wrap it up. Thank you so much for being on with us, Nassim. Really, really good. Really, really good talk. I enjoyed it. Thank you for your time. It's the most precious thing we have. And uh, yeah, your thoughts, your points, and for uh, uh, helping us to get an insight into ISAC organization.
2: Yes, thank you so much and have a beautiful, beautiful rest of the day dear. with the passion family. Peace out everybody. Thank you for
0: inviting me and yes, it was a great pleasure and uh...